is with you. Let us pray. God of love and wonder, you made us and all living things. Give us grace to follow the way of St. Francis of Assisi and delight in your whole creation. As you take care of us, help us take care of all who reflect your divine love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today, we, along with the Broad Church, celebrate the life and legacy of St. Francis of Assisi. For many of us, when we think of St. Francis, we think of Dr. Doolittle, a guy who could talk to animals like a garden gnome, this concrete statue with a bird perched on his shoulder and maybe a bunny nestling his leg. We also think of the canticle of the sun and moon, a song prayer in which Francis personified aspects of nature and brought the church's attention back to the sacredness of the natural world. Francis has been an inspiration to all who see our lives as part of an interconnected, interwoven continuity of being, a particularly important notion for us in the Anthropocene at the dawn of climate change. But Francis was much more than a poster child for God and nature. Let's look at Francis's life and consider what else he can teach us. Born in central Italy in 1181 of the Common Era, he's born into a life of privilege as a young man, he sought spiritual enlightenment. He took a vow of poverty and wore a woolen tunic, the attire of the poorest peasants. He, he wore this woolen tunic and tied it around him with a knotted rope. I just imagine the smell of that wool and how dirty and sweaty and nasty it got and then the feel of that rope was a simple way of living and dressing. Francis became a street preacher and went on to found multiple religious orders. He traveled to Egypt and met with the Sultan to try to stop the Fifth Crusade. He was the first to stage a nativity scene. And while on a 40-day fast on Mount Verna, Francis reportedly received the stigmata, the markings of Jesus' wounds on the cross. He died shortly thereafter in 1226. He was 45 years old. Francis did a lot in his short life. Today we celebrate Francis as a mystic, one who saw the unity of all creation and sought to live into that connection by imitating the life and teachings of Jesus. In this pandemic time, it's important to remember another core aspect of Francis's life. Care for the sick. Legend has it that 
Early in his life, Francis was terrified of lepers. He was disgusted and repelled by them. He could not bear the sight of them. One day before he became the roving guy in a smelly tunic, Francis encountered a leper on the road. And that day, rather than turn away, Francis went up to the leper and embraced them. It was an act of utter acceptance and presence. Legend has it that he kissed the leper on the lips. Francis said, What had previously nauseated me became a source of physical consolation. By facing and being present to those who were ill, Francis was able to help them and help himself. As we look at the effects of this pandemic, particularly in this country, I can't help but think how much better off we could have been and could still be if we set aside our fears and addressed the problem directly. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that we should go up and hug people who are sick, but I am saying that the anxiety that this illness has caused does not have to end our love of God and neighbor. Today, Jesus tells us the parable of the vineyard. This parable recalls the metaphor of the vineyard in Isaiah, in which divine affection for Israel is equated with a carefully crafted vineyard. That vineyard is neglected and goes wild, a symbol of Israel's infidelity toward God. Jesus plays on the vineyard metaphor in order to to emphasize that the religious folks in Jesus's time again led the people away from God. Same deal in Francis's time. The church was in need of reform. The church had become the center of power and money, and it neglected the sick, the poor, the marginalized. And enter Francis, who redirects people back to the Jesus way, inspires people, engages them, and he does it without money or worldly power. Today, the church is again in need of reform. Christianity has been caught up in things that make people feel horrible. Everything from guilt-mongering to sexual scandal and pedophilia and so much more. It's no coincidence that the Catholic Pope chose the name Francis. He knew, like we know, that the church needs to change. How does the church need to change? What is the fruit of Jesus and Isaiah? What is the metric that shows the health of God's vineyard? I can tell you what it's not. The fruit of Jesus is not money. It's not power or authority in any traditional sense. The fruit of God's vineyard is love. The fruit is the awareness that we live in this deeply connected reality. The fruit is a giving of self, a priority of presence. Presence is not expensive. It requires vulnerability. It costs our pride. It risks our time and energy, but it does not take much of our worldly possessions. That is the lesson Francis teaches us today. We don't need much. 
We don't even need the pandemic to be over or the election to be over or the perfect setting to begin living the God love life, living life in abundance. We need God. We need each other. We need connection to the poor, the sick, the marginalized, of which there are plenty. We need connection to the earth, to the universe, to all that was and is and is to come. We need trust. We need trust that we have the resources we need to love. We need the trust, the willingness to be present to people in need of hope and change. We all need hope and change. How can we provide hope and change in this time of pandemic isolation? We start like Francis, facing those who are right in front of us. We share our love for people who need it, friends and family, partners and co-workers. Tell them what you love about them. Listen to them as their voice expresses those fears that they have. Be present to their suffering. If you're able, get them groceries or do other acts of service. Remind them that there is more in this life than the despair and uncertainty that seem to have taken over. If you can't do any of those things, you can pray. You can pray a simple prayer. Author Anne Lamott says that all prayer can be broken down to help, thanks, and wow. Pray one of those, help, or thanks, or wow. Or, if you'd like, you can follow the lead of St. Francis of Assisi and pray this. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there's hatred, let us sow love. Where there's injury, pardon. Where there's discord, union. Where there's doubt, faith. Where there's despair, hope. Where there's darkness, light, where there is sadness, joy. Holy God, grant that we may, may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life, like seeds of the fruit of God's vineyard. Amen. The mustard seed this week 
is to kiss a leper. Obviously, this is metaphorical. Just like Francis kissing the leper of whom he was afraid wants you to express love for someone that you fear. Kiss a leper. Express love for someone that you fear. Have a great week. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good earth, and for the wisdom to live into our interdependence with all of God's creation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute. For the prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God, the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For deliverance from all violence, oppression, and degradation. God of love. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another as we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. We pray this week for UCSB. We pray for our beloved saxophonist Dennis, who's having some health issues. We pray for all the students who are either returning or trying to figure out what their lives are going to look like in this next quarter. For all of these we pray. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Against us, and give us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 